Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my discussion about the Black Armory raid, officially announced by Bungie to not be a raid layer, but a raid somewhere between the size of Crota and Last Wish. Talked about how it was exciting, not too miffed about the release date, given that we don't have an actual DLC and story to play through. Uh, and also talked about my hopes for the loot to be significantly better uh, and more exciting given that we are getting a brand new raid and that the raid layer, I'm sorry, the Last Wish raid loot wasn't that exciting. Wanting to see some better versions of loot now. So we're going to jump right into uh, question and answer. Uh, Carbon Shadow with the first question. Do you think we will go uh, into the past during the raid and see the city in its prime I don't really think that's going to be the focus. Um, I don't think they're going to be trying to take us into the past in, in in this raid, for example. I think they could definitely do that in other raids, but I, I the vibe I get is that something is threatening the city. There's like a new threat in the city and we're going to go. Uh, I don't know why we'd go in the past. Now, if you're basing this off of like leaks and data mine stuff, then I don't care. I don't really engage with leaks and data mines. I engage with... Uh, official announcements and official things because a lot of the times leaks and things change data mined information is either inaccurate or maybe with respect to something else or people interpret the data mining uh, information uh, improperly Um, so I don't necessarily think that uh, it matters what we're doing or where we're going. I just want the experience to be good and the loot to be good getting a little bit of lag in this game. I was I felt like I was shooting right through that guy uh, Tiaga says is it easy to get the new full auto crucible shotgun I mean that's up to you if you want to do the grind I mean I got one from a clan ingram uh, I got one from a clan ingram and I suppose if you grind it out and hit that rank you could get it pretty quickly it's just a matter of grinding out the rank you gotta get like I don't even remember what the actual rank was, but I don't. There's not like an associated uh, quest or anything with it. Uh, it's just uh, you got to get to that rank uh, to get it done, and then that's it. So, um, is it is it is it worth it? I you know that's that's up to you. Uh, if that's the style of shotgun that you like, if you think the role is particularly uh, valuable, then I would go for it. Uh, but again, there's other high rate of fire shotguns in the game. Uh, you could go for or farm after. There's not really a, uh, an intentional farm for a high rate of fire uh, shotgun, other than maybe going for like a dust rock with full auto or assault mag. A lot of the shotguns in the game uh, are just sort of random drop. But I mean, if you can get a Badlander, Badlanders seem to drop freaking everywhere um, when compared to some of the other uh, some of the other guns in the game. So. And if you're wondering what we're doing, uh, if you're watching this and wondering why we're playing so weird and so poor, I'm literally just going for auto rifle kills and not worrying about the win so I can focus on the conversation. Uh, Gappled on you says, in your opinion, do you think it's better to level up one class to max or to level two or three at once? I mean, basically what you do is it's a trickle down leveling where you get one person as high as possible. And the reason that you're doing that is you're getting them to a level to where their gun drops are really high. Uh, And when their gun drops are really, really high, that's helping them pass the guns to the other characters. So when those characters boot up, those characters are getting bigger and better drops. 
Because what's happening is like, let's say you start off the week and all your characters are 600 and you get one character as high as you possibly can and he gets to like, maybe he gets to 615 and you take those guns that are helping him get to 615 and you hand them to a character that's 600. Well, now that character automatically, automatically that character is higher level for their drops because you just handed them guns. They've not done anything yet. They've not done any milestones. They've not done any grinding. Uh, or anything so I would say that you max one and then you pass down and then you have like the third character now the third character can sometimes kind of boomerang a bit and rubber band and catch up because they get weapons that are so significantly high their armor jumps are really really big uh, which can lead to some really really nice returns on uh, your time investment because then you're basically already really high when you start uh, and then you get to, uh, you know, have those drops be higher at the time. I do not like fighting these guys. These guys are freaking douchebags, man. They just teleport like crazy. The non-cooldown on abilities is just such a, a buzzkill. Uh, D, D Radical says, what are you most hoping for they include in the new raid that you haven't seen yet in previous raids and raid layers, excluding getting loot that matters? Yeah, I touched on this in the talk. I really would love to see them say curated roles of raid guns have unique perks. And somebody had a really good idea yesterday. They said, what if there was on the curated roles or like the god roles or whatever? What if there was an extra slot for raid mods? So you don't feel like you have to run the raid gear because of intrinsic raid perks, but if you want to invest in getting a raid perk, you can you know you can slap on that raid mod uh, and then feel you know kind of purposeful about that. Uh, I I thought that was a really really good idea. You know, it's I, Bungie didn't want to do raid perks or intrinsic raid perks. They said because they want people to feel freedom in their loadouts. I think that that's an insufficient reason to not do uh, raid perks. Uh, I just don't think that's a good enough reason uh, to not do any raid perks. I would love to see some type of perks put on instead of just feeling like the armor, you put it on because it's purely cosmetic. And then, as someone pointed out this morning, they took away the ability for us to re-roll gear, and that kind of leads to people feeling, oh, that's a scout rifle. Um, uh, it leads to people feeling like, you know, you can't even re-roll it. So like if, if you get a, like a piece of like mobility armor, you kind of feel stuck. You're like, well, I don't, even though it looks cool, I don't even want to use this. Um, and, and, and so then you end up with raid gear that doesn't even get worn by the sheer nature of that. It's not, it's not the best, uh, it's not the best gear in general. Um, and that's a problem. I, 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 again, I think so, so there's a couple solutions. You know, you allow people to re-roll the type of raid armor and then add something that gives you a reason to wear the raid armor in the raid, um, you know, as opposed to feeling like the armor is not really important. Um, I think in general, too, the other thing you could do is you could really look at the nature of like what they did with Wrath of the Machine. So you could wear you could wear gauntlets that give you increased uh increased, you know, heavy drops or whatever. You don't need that, but dad gummit when you got it on, I mean, it feels nice. Like it feels good, you know, instead of 
you know, Oracle Disruptor. You didn't need Oracle Disruptor, but it, it was nice. You felt a little bit of a difference. Like, it was, you know, it was a decent, uh, decent uptick in your speed and stuff on, on getting, getting your, your, your Oracles killed instead of feeling like there was just no real way, uh, to feel any different in the raid other than your appearance, you know, other than your appearance. K2S0 uh, says, how do you think this raid is going to tie into the rest of the Black Armory story? Bungie mentioned that it was similar to Last Wish or Crota's End. What exactly do they mean by that? You need to kind of reread how they phrased that. What they were saying is the spectrum of size, um, that's where this is going to land uh, in the realm of being uh, uh, like length and size because they were comparing kind of like we've done raid layers we've done croto we did last wish uh and in this realm this is going to land in between there so again um again you've got uh the size and scope of crota and then you've got the size and scope of last wish this is going to land somewhere in between Arzaggy 13130 uh, says, do you think that Bungie is going to make a new arena for the raid or reusing an area that we've already been to? They said we're going back to the city and they generally do not reuse areas for raids. Even the raid layers that went back to the Leviathan. I mean, you went back to the Leviathan, but you kind of didn't, right? Going back to the Leviathan was literally only an animation, like, the, you know, the cinematic, and then the door opened, and then you weren't actually on the Leviathan. Like, the in-between areas and stuff looked like Leviathan, but for the most part, but for the most part, they were unique environments and encounters that weren't being, like, they weren't areas that were being, you know, reused, uh, or whatever you want to call it. Hip fire grip on a sniper, what a god roll. Uh, so, I don't think they're going to do that this time, uh, either. Reduces the grenade cooldown when using your class ability. Bomber's just not a very good perk. Uh, Seston says, what are you looking forward to most in Black Armory? I, I'm really hoping that the raid delivers. If it has a Wrath of the Machine style combat and loot worth chasing, I've, I've missed being in raids on a regular basis. Lash Wish takes a while. Uh, I just got a parcel. Finally, uh, another parcel. Um, hopefully it has a good roll on it. Nope. Auto loading slide shot and light mag. I want full auto and assault mag. It's got full choke too. That's not bad for PvP. Um it's not bad for PvP. Oh well. Bummer. I just can't get the roll that I want. It's the second parcel I've ever gotten. Uh Dragon Tat. With the destination map for season five still showing raid lair, are you confident it's just a small raid with just two bosses? Again, if you listen to my talk, uh, this I, I don't know when you asked this question. I feel like you weren't you might not have been paying attention, or you just completely missed the front half of the talk. The Bungie officially announced that this is a raid, its own story, its own location, and it's somewhere between the size of Crota and Last Wish. I don't think they would make that spectrum comparison and give us two bosses. I don't think it's a raid lair. Uh, it'll feel like a raid. It is probably going to feel like Wrath of the Machine in size, scope, and intensity. Like, Wrath's a pretty fast raid. So, 
Steph says, do you think there comes new usable gear and weapons with a new raid? Yes, I already talked about this. Uh, Nova Hands, hey Lono, Sparrow sections in a raid is a new thing. What are your hopes and expectations uh, for an encounter using Sparrows? A timed event with a race against the clock or maybe an obstacle course? I just hope our Sparrows aren't constantly exploding because they're weak. Yeah, I don't know if you're basing this off of the picture of the sparrows on the fence. I think that the one guy tweeted is like a hint. I don't know if we have concrete information that sparrows are in uh, the game. But, yeah, I, I, in, I'm i sorry, in the raid. If they're going to do it, then they have to address what you're talking about, right? You would not want sparrows to be tissue paper because right now they're tissue paper. They're at the power level of launch and they're not at the power level of the enemy. So you just get blown up super, super fast. So, and guys, Zerd just got updated the command in chat. We've got, uh, he's in the Watcher's Grave at Nessus, selling the Ahamkara Spine Gauntlets, Karnstein Armlets for the Crutch Locks, the Warlocks, and then Armamentarian for Titans. If I was a Titan, I would check the Armamentarian roll to see if it's better than the Collection roll or your present roll. Biscuit360, Bungie said that there are five new exotic weapons, and we know that the last word is one, and there will probably be one for each of the Forge releases. Do you think there will be a raid exotic this time around? That would be awesome, and you've got the math right. I mean, that would be awesome. If it's its own raid with its own loot pool, yeah, give us a raid exotic. Uh, I could get behind that, and it could be, again, like the 1K. It could be that Galahorn gotta have it, you know, let me let me get it you know, let me get in there and play each week. The uh, motivation that was something that the Galahorn and the Vex offered. Now you could get the Galahorn other places, but Vogue was a great place to try to get it, just because of the sheer nature of uh, of the drop rate from you know some of the chests. It seemed to seem to have a pretty good drop rate from. Um, so I I like when they do that. I like, and, and here's the reason I really really like the way they did 1K. They didn't just say it's an exotic that can drop. They said you know it's an exotic that can only drop from this encounter. I you know that to me I, I like that. I think that that's a good I think that's a good call and a good mix. Because I know there's probably people that saw that and thought, man, I'm never going to get that unless I run a raid. And my response is good. Like there should be weapons like that. Uh, Clan Ingrams at the launch of D2 was one of the dumbest decisions ever. Uh, murdered loot incentive and was frustrating and, you know, really, really hurt, I think. Leviathan was already bad for a variety of reasons, and it was even worse for that reason. Uh, I'm Bear, by the way. Just got the Telesso to drop in Gambit last night. Do you think it stacks uh, up to the loaded question? And which do you like more? Loaded question's not good or worth using because the perk and the and it doesn't really work the way you would want it to because charge time is just too, too uh, slow. Uh, it needs an intrinsic plan C perk. Uh, that, that The backup plan, it needs that um, to be uh, added to the game. And are added to the gun, and Telesto's an exotic. There's no reason to run an exotic uh, fusion rifle in PVE. People run it in Crucible because it's broken and it's a power weapon outside the power slot. That's the reason that people run Telesto in the Crucible, because they want a nice, easy one hit kill weapon, which I don't fault players for doing that. That's what you should do. You should take the path of least resistance and use the best weapon for the job. And that's why people use Telesto. Accessibility accessibility of the of the ammo of an energy weapon and a one-shot kill. And it's not just a one-shot kill like a shotgun either. I mean, it's a one-shot kill from, from pretty decent range. 
uh, and that's one of the reasons people like it so much. Um, so I I would say uh, I would say that the biggest thing we talked about today that I really really liked was that they should really consider uh, they should really really consider giving you a reason to run Telesto by creating either pinnacle or rare guns that show up in content that like I called it fusion friendly fire. What if um, what if when you ran this linear fusion that you got from a nightfall, what if when you ran that it gave Telesto like a huge damage buff? And you're like, okay, not only is this a great linear fusion because it's got unique perks and a curated role and I got it from this nightfall, like it's a pinnacle piece of gear. Not only do I have this, but I also can run it with Telesto and it makes Telesto stronger. So I, I could definitely see them leaning into something like that. Because at the, at the at a ground level, there's just not a lot of reason to run... There's not a lot of reason to run exotics if they're not power. You just you really end up feeling like you're wasting the uh, the exotic slot uh, on a weapon that, as I said this morning, you can only kill trash ads so fast, and a really, really good kinetic weapon is going to kill them just as fast or as efficiently as an exotic kinetic weapon. And so a lot of the times you end up just feeling like you're completely wasting uh, the slot. So... Saving Annihilator, what would you say the Curated Nation of Beasts is a good example of a curated role that makes a gun feel near exotic level? No, not at all. It just has Dragonfly on it. Dragonfly is not a step below um, is not a step below exotic. It's just Dragonfly. Um, so, no, it needs significantly more than that if you're going to say that it's, it's, uh, it's a pinnacle piece of gear or quote-unquote exotic or whatever. Um... So yeah, and those of you asking what the uh, Hakei auto rifle I'm using, probably one of the best auto rifles in the game until you get the breakneck. The Half Dan, which only comes from the gunsmith, Rampage and Drop Mag pair beautifully together because auto rifles have so much ammo. Drop Mag never feels that punishing on an auto rifle. Drop Mag's really fast and great for maintaining Rampage. The Half Dan's especially nice because of the scope on it, uh, and its effective range is max, uh, as you can see, because it's got a range masterwork. I got counterbalance on it. This is is probably the best role you could get on a half dan uh and obviously some of my opinions landing on that but it's a very very great gun uh it's one of the only viable auto rifles in the game right now if you're going to go into challenging or end game content uh and the breakneck's obviously doing work and that's why we're going for it uh, but also the age-old bond is in a similar spot because it's a 360 360 auto rifles are in a good spot for end game efficiency because they have good range and uh and good impact um really what ends up missing on an auto rifle is just the ability to stay in front of the agility of the enemies they built this game for double primary and double primary it made sense to run certain weapons or certain types. Like, you could run a hand cannon and an auto rifle and have that spam. Uh, But now that we're not in double primary, certain weapon types just aren't keeping up with demand of damage uh, because of uh, the nature of just how good uh, and how great uh, hand cannons are. They're very universally effective. So, uh, they work pretty much in every... Uh, encounter that you could possibly uh, go into so uh, next question Ray's ghost particle uh, says why do you want to see Riven patched I like mechanics too but don't mind other people doing other strats 
Riven's a joke. Uh, nobody, there is this huge swath of people that have beaten, uh, arguably the most, uh, probably the most complex, uh, raid encounter in all of Crucible, uh, all of Crucible, in all of Destiny, the most complex raid encounter, and they're not engaging with any of the mechanics. That's cheesy and stupid. Like, they made Last Wish difficult by Delta scaling us. Last Wish by itself is not difficult because of how strong we are. Now, I'm not saying we're too strong. Don't make a strong bungee. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is Last Wish, I believe, was designed. Man, Cyclopses are so broken in Gambit. Last Wish was designed with double primary in mind. The fact that you can go in there with Ikelos shotgun, high rate of fire shotguns, etc., and the damage of exotics and some of the supers and stuff, it's just a joke. It's just a joke of a raid. 50%, 50 half, right? Half of the mechanics in the Last Wish raid can be bypassed by sheer power alone. You don't need to do the mechanics at Cali. You don't need to do the mechanics at Riven. You don't need to do the mechanics like at uh, Morgeth. The Morgeth challenge or mechanic where you like actually have to stun him. Probably one of the cooler ideas for a mechanic uh, that they've ever done. I really loved that idea. It added a really, really cool element uh, to the Morgeth fight, and that's just totally gone because you just don't need to do it. You just strong arm your way through it. That's why, like, Riven needs patched. Like, it just, I don't know. You're basically just going in and shooting, you know, clusters into a mouth. It just, it just isn't, I don't know. You're, there hasn't been a raid in existence that's become as easy as Riven has with time. Like, we got stronger, sure, and things were easier in King's Fall. Things were easier in uh, Crota and Wrath and all these places. They were easier, but you couldn't, like, strong-arm your way through King's Fall and just like, oh, you don't gotta do these mechanics. You don't gotta do these mechanics. The Golgoroth fight is the Last Wish fight, right? It, like, it's a microcosm of the Last Wish raid. Last Wish Raid is what Golgoroth is. Golgoroth had cool mechanics. Rotation method, multiple pools, rotation of damage, all this stuff. You know, it, uh, you could could basically strong arm your way through Golgoroth with power with the Black Spindle. The whole Last Wish Raid is basically like that. So, and people that think Riven shouldn't be patched, like, I, I just, I don't understand why you think people should be able to go in and complete a raid encounter and, and not have to do any of the mechanics. Oh, the, the, the challenge should fail if you cheese it? The challenge is for a bounty, one extra drop. Ooh, they lose one extra drop? Are you kidding me? If, like, the reason that Oryx was so difficult was because you had to go through and manage all these things. Light Eater Knights, light orbs from the ogres had to be in the right spots, uh, or people would step on them by accident, the plates, the orders, the running of the relics, surviving the shade, all of that had to be managed. And if you could just run into the Oryx room and just dump clusters into his chest and not do any of the mechanics, it would have gotten patched. It would have. Jacob Geico with three months, thank you. Big Mike with 20 months, thank you. There's so many things they get and they're not even doing or beating the encounter. It's stupid, man. It needs patch. It's a bummer. If I was designing that raid and that happened, I'd be ticked. I'd be ticked. Uh, Jake Honeynut says, How would you feel if certain exotic weapons had difficult triumphs to complete that awarded a dumbed-down mod of his exotic perk, such as a simplified Ride the Bull we talked about yesterday to use under their weapons? Might be a good way to diversify exotic usage. 
Yeah, I mean, if you take... If you if you can yeah if you can go and do a triumph and get like a perk that you can slap into a legendary you might you're saying oh it might diversify loadouts right because then you could maybe give a fusion rifle some of the punch or a machine gun some of the punch that the you know some of the exotics have like Thunderlord and what have you um, but I would say that's not really gonna change things up that much. If I can get Ride the Bull on an SMG, you're not changing up exotic usage because I'm just going to put that Ride the Bull on a Legendary and keep running my 1K voices or my Thunderlord. You see what I'm saying? Um, so you're you're basically just going to enable people to run better versions of Legendaries and just keep running the same token exotics. 1K voices, Sleeper, Queen Breakers, Whisper, and the Thunderlord. Like, just totally ignoring all of the rest of the exotics because exotics heavies are just so so good and again that's because there's a synergy with how often exotic uh, sorry how often heavy ammo shows up and how often it is used it just makes sense for it to be uh, an exotic it's just a natural I think synergy in your loadout it just makes sense uh, silent says with them purposely mentioning the raid will be close to wrath mechanics do you think uh, they've set themselves up uh, they set themselves for disappointment since it does not match community expectations um, oh if it doesn't match community expectations well I mean he said similar to the intensity in the combat of wrath being similar to the intensity in the combat of wrath if people are like it's going to be just like wrath that's on them they didn't come out and say it's going to be a wrath clone he said it's going to be reminiscent or something he used a word like that it's going to be reminiscent to the intensity and the combat of wrath and i think that that's setting that expectation is fine i think they can meet that's a pretty generic expectation that i believe that they can uh that they can meet i don't see them struggling to give us uh intensity like wrath um, you know, you just gotta have fights like Shuro Chi reminds me of Wrath, right? You're moving, you're chaining supers, it's about, you know, going and, and really ham-fisting power on, on her uh, when she's you know, when she's up for damage um, so, I that one reminded me of Wrath, and so, if somebody told me that, they said, oh, there's an encounter in, in the Last Wish Raid that's kind of like Wrath, and I played it, I'd be like, oh, I can see what you mean, so, I'm not too worried about that uh, Rocket John Share, how do you feel about sparrow riding instead of classic jumping puzzles like they always have in raids? Yeah, there must be a leak, or maybe somebody just saw Aaron's tweet where he had the the bird sitting on a, a fence, and I think maybe people thought they were sparrows. Um, I don't know if they were sparrows. They look more like finches to me, but I'm not a bird expert. But my the reason I know they look like finches is because my parents had like a bird feeder, and my mom was like pointing out the different. Uh, finches that were showing up and stuff like they're little you know little birds with small beaks so I don't know if that's why people are saying this or not I'm not opposed to sparrows being in the raid my thought on jumping puzzles and in between stuff like that that basically just drags the encounters out I always feel like they have depreciating returns I always feel like they have depreciating returns the very first couple of times you're in there you get a couple laughs you know two thumbed Larry you know, two left thumbs, Larry just keeps dying uh, and falling. Everybody gets a good laugh and, and chuckles at him, and that's basically it. And then in the coming weeks and months, it just becomes kind of an unnecessary headache. Um, oh, they showed it in the vid doc is what I'm being told. 
Um, okay, I didn't realize that. They showed Sparrow riding in the vid doc. So, again, uh, my only concern there would be that you're dealing with something in the raid that will have uh, depreciating returns uh, over time. Uh, because eventually, your third, fourth, or fifth time, it's going to be annoying because, you know, Johnny Johnny two left thumbs just can't make the sparrow jump. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not saying they shouldn't put it in there. It would just be cool if, you know, you could call it like, I don't know, launch week intensity or something to where after a couple of weeks they just make them skippable if you have enough people like here here and this is something I said for King's Fall a long long time ago I said if everybody in the raid has completed the raid and completed the jump puzzle part there's like little lights on the ground that light up and if all six lights are lit up you have the option to skip the area Mainly because it's like, okay, everybody in here has cleared this, you know, two times or three times a piece. And if you've cleared it enough times, then you can just, you can just skip it because all the lights are lit up or whatever. I would be okay with that, you know, because I don't think you want to take that out of there. I think jumping puzzles in those in-betweens and those little areas and stuff, they can be cool. They can add, you know, to some of the experience of the raid. But I, again, I just feel like over time, they just suffer depreciating returns. They just become kind of like a, oh, we got to go through this. I mean, there are times where you get so good at a raid that the in-between sections take longer than the dadgum boss fights, you know, because Charlie keeps falling in the pit, you know? So I could, I could see them creating a skip mechanic. The True Sage, don't you think with the lack of story, uh that the early raid release date that will be burn on the new content quickly feel like there's a huge secret grind in pvp and pve well here's the thing they're staggering the releases of a lot of stuff um there's like forges that aren't launching right away uh there's a lot of stuff that they're doing they've not done uh traditionally with this type of content so timed released they're doing timed release stuff so i don't think we're gonna get burned out again it's this is a ten dollar injection basically and if that's the level of content we're expecting and getting then i'm okay with it i actually looking at the way they're staggering the forges uh and the the other you know the other pieces of content and the way they kind of talked about all of it i'm actually i'm actually surprised by the amount of content it looks like we're getting now that remains to be seen right we may get in there and be like there's just not enough here to really warrant more than like a week or two of grind but Bungie's gotten pretty good at the content trickle I mean I'm gonna give them some credit they've gotten pretty good at the content trickle there's not a lot of games trying to do what they're doing in a, in a primarily dominated console player base um, just because there's a lot of games that try to do what they do and have just really, really failed. Um, and I, I think it'd be cool to let this content breathe, let it get off the ground, um, and not just feel like, oh, we absolutely must. I cannot believe how many sweaty tryhards there are in Gambit. Like, everybody's just going... I was told everybody was just going for the auto rifles and the completion. We are running into nothing but sweatheads. I, we might even be getting, because people are know we're not trying, maybe we're getting stream sniped. Like, I am amazed at how hard people are playing Gambit. I, I was told it was nothing but teams throwing with auto rifles. 
by OTW, what do you think about the vendor armor ornament uh, ornaments not being in the game anymore? Vendor armor ornaments not being in the game anymore. I'm not actually sure what you're talking about. When did the vendors have armor ornaments? Um, was that something? It- Oh, it's Meatball Week. I didn't even think about it being Meatball Week. That makes sense. Some people probably are ignoring the Gambit, uh, the the auto rifle, and they might be just going for Meatball to get Malfeasance. That actually makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what he means by this uh, as far as armor ornaments at the vendors. That wasn't really a thing in D1 or D2 that I'm remembering, or am I misremembering? I don't know if I'm misremembering. At the beginning of D2, the seasonal armor stuff from vendors were all ornaments that could go on a base armor set. It was a brilliant setup. Seasonal armor stuff. Aren't you talking about faction rally? Oh, no, no, no. No, I remember what you're talking about. I remember what you're talking about. You're talking about the, yeah, 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 the ornaments that let you change the appearance of the armor, but it was still the same base armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I That's not a big concern of mine because that's not really a valuable grind. Valuable grind is random rolls, perks, mods, cool loot. I mean, if you really liked it, then sorry, but I don't think that was a huge value win for people. Sean Ball says, is it true we are soon to be able to purchase mod components? Yeah, mod components will be purchasable from the new... Um, from the new vendor, she's the she's the one that's on all the pictures. She's got kind of the weird face, and she's in the black armor. You'll be able to buy mod components from her. JD Gamer, just a prediction or something that would be cool as the raid boss. What would you want? I want a truly fallen raid boss. Uh, we didn't get really a fallen raid with Siva because it was an Archon Priest. It was all Siva-ified. It would be cool to have like a truly fallen raid. Um, I don't know. I feel like the fallen's kind of gotten passed over a lot uh, with content, so it'd be cool. Fridge Master Spice. Do you think Destiny will truly go down the FPS MMO route with monthly premium payments? I think this would be the best thing for the future. Ape Dog, thank you for uh, gifting subs to the community. I'm not going to read all those out loud right now because I'm doing the podcast. I appreciate the five gifted subs. Check the chat, guys. You might have just gotten gifted a sub. I don't know if they go the FPS MMO route. This doesn't mean they're going to go to monthly premiums. I said it before with the annual pass that they're burning... Not burning. They're boiling the frog slowly in the water. If you look at if you look at how they're doing it, they're slowly um, they're slowly introducing people to the idea that you pay a regular amount of money every year and you get a regular amount of content, right? If you if you set the water on full boil and throw the frog in the water, it's going to jump out. If you slowly boil the water, the frog just stays in there until it's dead. That's what they're doing to us. And I know it's like a super grotesque analogy, but they're not coming out and saying, you got to pay a monthly subscription fee, right? And you're like, you're like, what? Like, I got to pay a monthly subscription fee? No, I'm not going to do that. So people saying, oh, I got to pay 30 bucks. And that gets me, you know, annual pass plus 40 for, you know, the DLC, right? They're separating it, but they're kind of not separating it. They're saying, you know, here is here is this entry fee for this. Here's this entry fee for that. They're kind of breaking it apart. And I think most people just aren't really catching on to the fact that 
they're essentially agreeing to and getting acclimated to the idea of a subscription fee. Roughly $70 to, uh, $70 a year to $90 a year for just a constant flow of content is essentially what people are becoming acclimated to. They're getting accustomed to the idea that they consistently kind of get something to do and it's kind of drip fed to them and while they're getting that they're you know they're paying chunks of money at different times and then that gets them access to the content instead of feeling like well i've got to you know i've got to pay ten dollars every single month just to get in to the game there's a difference between monetizing content that's optional but that really draws people in they're like well if i'm regularly playing destiny i probably should get this you know like I'm not going to be able to get any of the new stuff if I don't. Um, and so that's a different motivation than like, if you just want access to this game, you got to pay a subscription fee. So I think people are just more likely to kind of overlook it and be like, no, it's worth it because the price point's not exorbitant. And, and I just think it's, it's more clear that you're not paying to play. You're paying for content and I think that difference even though it's not being like sharply delineated by Bungie I think makes people think about the the annual outgo differently in their mind it's just a different uh, it's a completely different mentality uh, than a monthly service fee just to play the game um, so and I could see the prices going up over the years I could see in two or three years people saying well, yeah, I pay roughly $100 a year to play all the you know, Destiny all the time. And when they do that, they're they're getting maybe even more substantive content. Maybe they just start really, really leaning into the annual pass format where you're, you're getting way more and you're paying more, obviously, too. I could see them doing that as well. I could see them really leaning into that and letting people you're choosing to pay for you don't have to but that's basically the format of destiny going forward is annual pass substantive dlc annual pass substantive dlc annual pass sequel annual pass you know what i mean future uh future celtic says in your opinion which weapon is the best weapon in the game ever sleeper before even you know they before they nerfed it Sleeper was God, man. It was a God killer in D1. It was a God killer in D2. It was a great, great weapon. You know? Great, great weapon. Man, Blade Barrage with shards is silly. I just almost filled my blade. Uh, That is just absolutely silly that I did that. I got a good hit on that whole group. Uh, it's hits registered. It's hits registered, and I got a good hit on that group. I have my super back already. That's silly. T Funk, do you think there are too many places to get exotics? In D1, it was nightfalls and raids. In D2, it's every milestone. It depends on the drop rate, T Funk. It, it honestly it depends on the drop rate. Like, what's the drop rate of an exotic? Um, what, what's the drop rate of exotics from milestones? What is it? You know, it, I don't think it's. It can't be that high. I've not gotten very many exotics from milestones. Um, I don't know. If it's if it's low, if it's low and not super high, I don't mind it. Now, this is your your question's getting at a good point though. Maybe they could say certain things have higher drop rates of exotics, right? 
Night falls with a certain threshold of, of power handicap has a higher chance rate of exotics dropping. You know what I mean? I think that could be cool because then you're then you're motivating people to feel like, oh, this is worth doing because I'm gonna have a higher exotic chance rate. Especially when you're like really, really looking for shards or geomag or something, and you're like really, really wanting that that exotic, you have a more intentional grind. Not having an intentional exotic grind is kind of wonky. Like, I don't want everything to just be a transaction of time. I do like the feeling of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just got this. It just freaking dropped. Like, when I got the two-tail fox, um, that was cool. You know, it had a cool feel. It had a really, really cool feel. Nice kill with the tractor cannon. Um, I'm bare, by the way. Do you think the breakneck paired with a telesto and a grenade launcher would be a good setup for endgame raids currently? Breakneck with a grenade launcher and Telesto. I mean, grenade launchers get the job done in a real general sense. Um, they get the job done in a real general sense, but they're not they're not they're not like mind-blowingly amazing. You know? Like, I know I know I heard like James Work likes using like a spike nade grenade launcher in, in, in some encounters and stuff. Um, and I think that's cool that uh You've got you've got that ability to run something that does get like an extra uh, an extra bump, you know, on on your yeah. We're getting we are 100 percent getting stream snipe. This is the same team. This is the same team, dude. These guys are stream sniping us and sweating. I don't think we're getting region locked on these guys. I think we're getting Q sniped. Like, wow, those guys aren't even trying, man. Let's go sweat and win. Whatever. Good for you. <laughs> Stupid. This is the exact same team we played like three games in a row. I guess I'm just going to have to hide screen. Uh, grenade launchers are fine. Like, I don't, if you want to run this, run this. Like, I don't, I don't really, I'd have to test it. I can't really commentate, you know? Um, We've been exiting to orbit every time and I've even been waiting. It's two, two stacks. Well, yeah, but they're staying together. Maybe. I don't know. We have, we have been backing out. We have been backing out and waiting. I even waited the one time like an extra 30 seconds. I don't know. Uh, Jalen for Prez, what's your favorite gun in D2 so far? And what's your favorite gun in all of Destiny 2? My favorite gun in D2 right now is my Warden's Law with Feeding Frenzy. It feels really good. Um, Feeding Frenzy is a nice perk on a 110. Um, because I got so used to Outlaw, I'm still getting pretty good consistent headshots, but I don't have to. Um, having to hit headshots on a 110 isn't necessarily a problem, but then when you miss your headshot, um, when you miss your headshot, it can be, it can be kind of rough. It can be kind of rough, because the, the, the reload speed on a, on a 110 is, is really, really slow. Um, so, I like my Warden's Law with... Uh, with Feeding Frenzy. It just feels very nice. It's Feeding Frenzy and Rampage, by the way, which Feeding Frenzy pairs really, really nicely with Rampage since uh, every kill, every kill keeps uh, Rampage active. Um, He missed with the Queen Breakers. (laughs) Uh, Good job, man. Good job. 
I don't know how he survived two blasts from that. That guy's got nine lives. <laughs> Lord of Time says, why are D2 raids so mechanically heavy? I prefer D1 raids where they left it easy to understand and they weren't mechanical puzzles. I don't think you're remembering or representing D1 raids accurately. Vogue was incredibly hard for people to figure out and it took 16 hours. King's Fall was very mechanically heavy and then Wrath and Crota were not mechanically heavy. So I feel like you're 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 really simplifying and, and misrepresenting uh, D1 raids to a certain extent, um, because the nature of them were not all uh, that simple. And I mean, the mechanics in Wrath were not were were not difficult, but there were still mechanics. Uh, there were still mechanics that you had to figure out. It wasn't just a matter of just going in and and steamrolling it. Um, now, obviously, we got really good at Wrath, and we ran it very efficiently, and they put in mechanics and things that helped you run it faster, but, I mean, your speedruns of Wrath included, uh, the, the, a certain use of mechanics, you know, slamming the plates at Axis, stuff like that, um, that created that element, you know, that created that element of, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this mechanic, because it's gonna make it, you know, it's gonna make it go faster, and that was one of the reasons that people liked Wrath. It rewarded efficiency. Um, it rewarded efficiency with. It rewarded mechanical efficiency with like doing it, doing it quicker, right? I'm not against mechanics at all, and here's why. And here's why. Mechanics are more interesting, I think, and more satisfying to master than. Oh wow, we. We freaking. Um, we just dumped ammo. We just dumped ammo into uh, into the boss until he died. You know, we dumped ammo into the boss until he died. Oh, he's dead. You know, instead of like we uh, we had to master this mechanic, we had to do this thing, and then we finally beat him. Right. I don't know. I thought the mechanics in Last Wish were really, really cool. One of the biggest problems with the Last Wish is that you don't have to do the mechanics. You know? You don't have to do the mechanics. Um, and the mechanics, honestly, are always the most difficult at the beginning. On the front end, right? They're always the most difficult on the front end. Because you're trying to solve them. Uh... Once you're, you know, once you're, 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 you're good to go on the mechanics, the mechanics are never that challenging. Now, King's Fall had very punishing mechanics because one mistake was a wipe. If, if the Relic Runner falls, you know, if the Relic Runner falls, then that's a wipe, right? You're, you gotta go back. If somebody jacks up totems and you're almost done, it's difficult to recover, uh, from totems. Um... So, an ape dog with $20 says, what do you think of Wishbringer with Rampage and Pulse Monitor? And secondly, if you don't mind, I got Black Talon yesterday with Witness. Is it viable? And if so, where? I mean, Pulse Monitor and Rampage on Wishbringer, again, I don't know. You'd have to try it out. Isn't Wishbringer a, a, a shotgun? It's one of those, it's the new high rate of fire shotgun, isn't it? I would say, I would say that, you know, Pulse Monitor isn't necessary on a shotgun and Rampage really isn't either. Usually what you're using a shotgun for is barrel stuffing, so you want high rate of fire, um, and I think Genesis is an underrated perk on shotguns. I think a bad lander, good bad lander with, with, uh, with Genesis is amazing. So, Black Talon, no, Black Talon's useless. Um, Black Talon isn't strong, 
Um, and not only is it not strong, Black Talon is it's it's basically a wasted uh, it's basically a wasted exotic. Um, so you you have other exotics that are far more uh, favorable uh, to use, I think, than running uh, than running Black Talon. Black Talon was fun in uh it was fun inside of the haunted forest when you could get lots of heavy ammo drops because you had the mask on and you could be invincible in the air there's like a really specific place to use it outside of that black talent just is kind of a gimmick it's fun but it's kind of silly um now now you could you could i think take black talent into like public events and stuff and have fun with it but Dylan confirms Trials 3v3 Elim Adept Weapons connection-based. When did he confirm that and where? Um, I, did he confirm that on Twitter? And when are we getting... Uh, when are we getting... Those... Uh, those changes would be my question. So... Uh, last question. Is Zer not coming this week? Zer's already here. We already read off the uh, the stuff for him. So... Um. Yeah, there. Uh, Zer's already here. We already read off all of the stuff for him. So, if you're listening to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, I appreciate you uh, listening and watching all my content. If you guys are here live, gonna keep streaming. Gonna pair up with Clintus. Gonna pair up with Clintus and Libra LeBron in a little bit for some laughs and grinding Gambit. So we will have to have. Uh, no, he didn't confirm. Then why did you say that? I don't understand. Is Dylan in chat? Why would you say Trials 3v3 Elim Adept Weapon Connection based? I don't understand why you added Dylan. You made it look like he said that. Okay, so just to confirm, guys, that what Dylan didn't say that. I don't know if Dylan's here and you were asking him. Um, so, yeah. Um, I don't know when Trials is coming back and how it will come back, but 3v3 Elim is what... Uh, is what they're going for. Is what I think they should go for, I mean. Is what I think they should go for. So, we're going to keep streaming. So, if you're watching live, keep it here. Should be a fun time with Clintus and Libra LeBron. We're just going to keep playing Gambit. Not really going for wins, but just going for the auto rifle stuff. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, I appreciate you listening and watching all of my content. Please like, share, and subscribe.